Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. And welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology. I am Adam Diamond, and today we are back with, uh, well, one of our interns and one of our permanent staff here, apparently, David Drover. Uh, <laughs> permanent intern, you mean? Per- permatern. <laughs> you just I don't know word. what that is, but it shouldn't be a word. <laughs> it is now. All right, so I am here with Robert Noble. Hey, how's it going? Who is our newest intern and, like I said, our permatern, <laughs> David Drover. Not really, but yeah. Hello. <laughs> One of these days. Can I make Can I make you business cards with permatern on it? You can make business cards or whatever you want. It <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to hand use them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I am back here with a... I, I'm the only one here with coffee. What's the deal with that? Well, we the three of us went on a little uh, excursion earlier today. We did, but I grabbed coffee for this just because our podcast says theology, church planting, and coffee. Uh, but Robert, you had a life-changing experience. I did. I had uh, Starbucks... And uh, surprisingly, it was pretty good. Now, for those Come of you on. listening, you got to realize like, the only Starbucks we have on the island is here in the St. John's. Yeah. And your hometown is how far away from here? Oh, about six and a half, seven hours. So. Right? So it's not like... No, I didn't grow up with, with uh, Starbucks, that's for sure. And is it the Bayvert Peninsula you're on? Bayvert Peninsula. Yeah, so Bayvert does not have a Starbucks. We got a Mary Brands. Yes, boy. So that's really all that matters. So. Yeah. It's like Botwood. Yeah, well, we had well, we had Mary Browns, we had a Foodland and Coleman's. We had a Foodland, we had a Shoppers Drug Mark, Shoppers and Riffs. Riffs was in Grand Falls though. Riff, well, we got a Riffs in Bayvert. I think we used to have we used to have a Byway. Do you remember Byway? I don't think so. Oh, was sure. it off the highway? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was not off the highway. It was in the it was right in the middle of actually no missed opportunity. Yeah, no, no. It's only funny if I make those kind of jokes, Dave. You're caught. Get out of the room. <laughs> See ya. Um, yeah. So, what was your uh, order that changed your life? Uh oh. This is the real test. <laughs> You'll never get it again. You don't know what it is. No, it was a pumpkin cream cold brew. Hey. Yeah, yep. Yep. There you go. So, you got it. You win. It was, oh, I was a grand, grand day one too. Grande. Grande. So close. So close enough. Close, close enough. It's a medium. Grande. Grande. <laughs> it's a grand day. Um, yeah. So you should have seen Robert's face. Um, for those who are listening, while I was telling him the sizes of Grande, Venti, and then Tall. Still, it still doesn't make any sense, but we'll we'll just. Well, go. they're Italian. It's Italian I, I sizes. I, I don't speak Italian, so that doesn't make any sense. To me. Is it really though? I don't know. That's what I was told. <laughs> now I'm just confused even more now. So I don't know. Sabrina had the same thing. It's like, why is a small called tall? Like, why can't I just say small? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, actually, later on you'll get my uh, view on the uh, North Blend or whatever it is that I have here. Never tried it before. 
And it's probably too hot because I have a very sensitive tongue and I will burn my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to do that on the podcast. Um, all right. So um, that's our banter for this episode for right now. So if that's all you want to hear, you can tune out now. But now we're going to get to, you know, the important stuff, I guess. Robert, you practice preach for the first time. I did. Yep. A few weeks back now. And uh, yeah, it was uh, quite the experience. What was your sermon on? Can you remember? Uh, it was on the spirit-filled life. Yes, Ephesians fine. 5, verses 15 to 21. All right. Oh. I'm going to say, I hope he can remember it. Yeah, that, w- so. that would be yeah. awkward. <laughs> yeah, that would be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just cut. Just cut. <laughs> yeah, I'm I not can, ready. I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah, I would just say that we can edit that part out and just like probably not edit it. And be like, yeah, what an intern. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Classic intern. <laughs> All right, so um, that was your first time writing a sermon. It was yep. your first time practice preaching. It was. Um, so why don't you tell us a bit, like, what was that experience writing it? Like, how did you find writing it? Was it hard? Was it fun? Easy? Frustrating? Um, wasn't easy. So I've I, a bit of background about myself. I, I'm not a very, you know, I'm not, I'm not what you would consider an academic, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I haven't written very many long like papers or anything or essays so um writing something that was more than like three pages was <laughs> was a challenge <laughs> for, for me really to be honest um so if you want a quick church service go hear robert preach because he only he only types three pages that's right no. yeah no but uh <laughs> yeah it was it was challenging um but uh i mean david helped me out at first there we uh kind of went over a few things and how to prepare for it and how to examine the text and mm-hmm. sort of like a proper way to get started and, you know, read a few commentaries and uh, prayed about it. And yeah, so I got through it. <laughs> so was it hard for you? Did you find it hard? I found it hard to start, but I found once the ball, once the wheels got turning, mm-hmm. the ball got rolling, it, it sort of like, I guess it sort of went from there and is the best way I can describe it. <laughs> Built up some momentum. Built up some momentum. There you go. Yeah. So once once the cogs got turning, it wasn't so bad. All right. So yeah. what, like, what was what was your study beforehand? Like, did you realize how much work went into a sermon before this, or? Um, probably not as much um, as what I. I probably didn't realize it took as or it took as much work as what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of preparation involved, and uh, my uh, appreciation for pastors went up <laughs> after yeah. this. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I had like a couple weeks to do it. So, most pastors, I would assume, do it on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's uh, props to them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some do it on a weekly basis, and some others, like, uh, have you met Rob Goddard? I think he did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Pastor Rob Goddard, he, I think he does his like months ahead of time. And then just yeah. you know, the plans plans way ahead. Yep. And some people are good for that. Yeah, um, smart way to do it. So, like Dave, what kind of tips and you know, stuff did you help Robert with when he was preparing for his sermon? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess some helpful background is Rob too. Like you didn't like coming into this, you didn't really have like that seminary degree or anything like that coming in. No. Um, so we're starting pretty fresh, which was, I mean, it was pretty cool actually to see kind of him go through the process. He did he did pretty well. Um, but just some basic 
you know, starting with, and again, this changes like preaching philosophies. We could probably do a whole podcast on that, actually, if we really wanted to. Yeah, we haven't done anything um, in hermeneutics either or anything. Yeah, but just just kind of some of those basics, right? Um, and it worked out well because I was going to preach um, the same text a little bit more topically. But basically, the for starters, just kind of some of the main aims of preaching, you know, the, the point of us getting up there is ultimately to preach the text. It's not like, you know, me just getting up and giving my deep thoughts or, you know, just speaking from my heart or, or like anything like that, but actually opening up the Bible, exposing it, just taking what the text says, explaining it, applying it. Um, and in order to do that, then of course you need to know some different exegetical tools, things like that, you know, um, actually picking apart the passage, spending time in the passage, praying over it, as Robert mentioned, um, all those kinds of things and, and trying to get to um, a good understanding of, of the passage very, very um, deeply. So that's kind of, I guess, a little bit of an overview. I mean, it's it, there was a lot more involved, but mm-hmm. that was kind of like a general, mm-hmm. you know, basically focusing on the text, studying it, and then moving from there, once you have a good idea of what the text is and the main point of the text, how do you then preach that main point in your sermon? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is part of our training for any intern that really comes on. Um, especially if you're a male intern and you want to call, you feel called to church planting and to be an elder, um, you, you preach. And even if you don't, we've had summer interns prepare a sermon Mm -hmm. and practice preach just to get that experience and see the life behind the scenes of a pastor, um, and church life and ministry life. Um, so Robert, in going ahead, like what was your thoughts? Like run us through your thought process when you were told like, yeah, you're going to preach a sermon. Well, um, oh well, crap! <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I was, I was, I won't say I was like shocked, like you know, but I was, you know, it was it was a bit of a surprise, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I was kind of excited for it. Um, like I've never actually written an actual sermon before. I mean, I've I've tried a few times at home, you know, just to write down some thoughts, but never really got anywhere with it. Have you done public speaking before this? I, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I actually, uh, back back in, like, elementary and junior high, I actually enjoyed doing, like, public speaking and stuff, and that kind of fizzled out over the years. So, you know, I don't have a lot of experience in recent years at it, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty excited when I was told, and, you know, I got to go through the process, and, you know, David helped me out. He was preaching the same passage, so mm-hmm. I was kind of uh, following along with David there, but... Uh, Overall, it was a a good experience. Cool. Uh, All right, so let's talk a little bit about the actual experience of practice preaching and uh, what that was like for you. Are you traumatized now? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I mean, it was, you know, you're you're getting up in front of, you know, your peers and colleagues and stuff. So, I mean, it was was a little awkward at first, you know, to try to jump right into like, you know, okay, hey, everybody, and then jump right into preaching mode your you know. pastor voice right and you gotta get uh, the you gotta lord get, uh, exactly no. right you gotta get that quiver going right <laughs> that's a, for those who don't know that's a typical newfoundland thing that neither of us i think are a fan of no. uh so just just having a good laugh here that's all yeah. uh but yeah so it is hard kind of just to switch your mind into the fact that i'm gonna preach this like yeah. i'm gonna preach it on sunday and i mean there's always you know the thought like okay i'm sharing some of my ideas here now with with people who are you know i mean people like Steve Bray and Steve Dahl and all you guys, I mean, you know, much more about theology than, than I do, of course. So it's like, 
I hope I don't have a lot of heresy or something written down here. You know what I mean? So, uh, so Robert, do you really believe that? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, but no, I mean, overall, I, I think I was less nervous than what I thought I was going to be at, you know, I, I think it, like I've just built up momentum as it went on, I guess, you know? Yeah. I think we've all had interesting experiences, practice preaching. Um, there was a time for me. So my first sermon that I wrote, I can remember st- I sent my full tra- transcript to Steve Bray and Steve Dot. I think to probably Dave and Matt, but I know Steve Bray and Steve Dot really wanted to read it over because this is the first time, you know, a former Pentecostal yeah. pastor yeah. <laughs> as an intern is going to preach. And they're like, yeah, I want to see, make sure this guy you know, knows what he's doing, right? Um, I can remember Steve pulling me into his office and being like, Adam, do you really believe what you wrote? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, like, do you, do you understand it? Like, because what you're saying, um, it's like, yeah, I know it's true to the text. He's just like, okay. And uh, basically, it was, uh, you know, parts of it, I was preaching from 1 Corinthians, and uh, I was basically saying, though, either you accept Christ or you don't. Like, it was basically, yeah. it wasn't a very Armenian yeah, yeah. sermon at all. And he was like, did you preach this kind of thing at PLNL? I'm like, it's what I would have liked to have yeah. preached. Um, and uh, there was another time, actually, in Steve Dawes' living room. So you, you kind of got a bit of bit of a better experience here standing up from a podium and yeah, front I had people, the podium, like, yeah. before it was either Steve Bray's basement <laughs> or Steve Dow's living room <laughs> and that was that was it that's where we practice preach and I can remember I can't remember what was going on I had a lot going on in my head and I think I was probably struggling with some um, anxiety and a little bit of depression anyways I ended up breaking down like crying almost <laughs> no I think I did cry um <laughs> Dave's over there nodding his head um, but I'm, I'm just being candid because, you know, we've all had this experience in growing and, and you know, uh, learning how to better ourselves in preaching and even come alongside of us, each other as brothers in ministry. Um, not, I mean, our sisters and that, like Jasmine, have sit in on the preaching too, but at this point they didn't. And anyway, so I had stumbled over my words a bit. And for some reason, I think it was like basically the straw that broke the camel's back and I just got really frustrated and I just stopped and, uh, you know, Steve and them came alongside me and they didn't force me to continue and they had heard me preach before. So they had read the sermon and basically, you know, we're okay, we'll read it over, give you feedback and you can still preach Sunday. And I mean, it was a very interesting thing. They prayed for me in that. So like that was probably one of my hardest experiences because um, of things that were going on in life. I think Sabrina, no, Sabrina wasn't pregnant then. Anyways, there was a lot going on. Uh, and Dave, you had your own interesting experience. Oh, yeah. Um, some context to, to my kind of similar story, I guess. Um, I, I was just about to start my, my series in First John that I was going to preach through the book, the first book that I've ever preached through. Um, I just finished seminary. And leading up to the sermon, um, again, kind of my preaching philosophy, I want to know as much as I possibly can about what I'm going to be preaching about. So I'd probably read like almost two to 300 pages worth of introduction notes to first John. And Nerd, let's just no. say <laughs> I'm a very slow reader. So you can imagine how long that took, but um, <laughs> yeah, let's just say my first sermon go at first John was very commentary like, and not very, sermon like so it it sounded like you had just finished school which you had which i had it sounded like a paper which and like i can remember going through it right like dave like this you gotta 
great content. But I, like I said, I read so much. I was going and I'd worked really hard <laughs> and it just wasn't really a sermon in the end, or at least not a very good one. So I, I practiced preached it and it just got torn to shreds in a good way. Um, so anyways, I could, like, I was just like rotted, go, go not, to... not like mad, but just kind of like, you know, you put so much work into something to basically be told, like, you got to start over mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh crap. And this was on like a Wednesday. So I had to preach Sunday. So there's also a deadline coming. Right. And I'd already poured so much time and I'm not a fast, like it takes me a long time to write stuff. Right. Um, especially then, cause this was only my like fourth ever, fifth ever sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I would just like, yeah, I basically just went home to, well, um, I didn't really work on it that day. I basically, cause this was like a Wednesday at lunchtime, I think. So I just kind of had to, I went home for lunch afterwards and then just kind of like went back to the office after and said, I'm just going to leave it till Thursday tomorrow and just kind of clear my head, pray. Um, anyways, basically rewrote the entire thing Thursday, practice preached it again on Friday when, when the, um, that was actually when Black Diamond Gospel Chapel was here. Shout out to you guys. Um, Matt Martins and Bryce and uh, was it a couple of their elders were here too? I think, I think Ron so, yeah. and, oh, I can't remember. Forgive me if you're listening to this podcast, but anyways, the guys were here and it was great, but I got to practice preach them for them. And it was just like, yeah, it was miles better. It was actually like, kind of like a sermon after I'd done the feedback. So it was super helpful. And and in the end, when I preached Sunday, like I said, it was miles different and way better. Not that it was like the best sermon ever, but comparatively to what it was, um, it was just, again, night and day. So going through it sucked. (laughs) <laughs> but on the other side of it, it was very helpful. <laughs> so yeah, I've yeah. commented a few times that um, out of you know me, Dave, and Matt, I would have been the one to preach the most, having been a youth pastor. Um, but even for myself, but having seen the growth in Matt and Dave, having gone through this process and how quickly they've caught on to the feedback, both in the the content of your sermon. And the delivery of your sermon, your pitch, your tone, your overall manner. Um, it's you guys have grown like by leaps and bounds because of this process. Even Robert and Curtis. Like Yeah, yeah. So I mean there's talent obviously involved as well, but like these guys have started and done massively well, right? Like it's it's really cool to see. It is, it yeah. is. Um so Robert, what was your how did you find practice preaching? You've heard of kind of our most traumatic yeah. experiences. <laughs> I mean, yours didn't go that bad, to be honest, but uh, how did you find it? Well, it, it was strange to, because you, I mean, in that position, you're really being vulnerable in front of people. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're sharing. Uh, I can totally relate to what you're saying, you know, when you said you kind of broke down a little bit when you were doing it. I wasn't, I wasn't there then, but I mean, I kind of felt like that inside a couple times too. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, let's hold it. Let's just get through it now. You know what I mean? That, that's... just want to quit. This... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I mean, as 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 I kind of got into the sermon a little bit, like the first part of it was the most difficult part. But you know, I guess I just prayed for strength, and the Lord helped me get through it. That sort of thing. But. Um, yeah, the, di- the difficult part was to share your thoughts and to be vulnerable in front of people. And that's something that I find difficult to do anyway, let alone when you're preaching from the Word of God and trying to get it right, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, so, um, like, did you feel awkward while you're doing it? Like, 
A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was it was kind of awkward. I, I found out after um, someone pointed out I uh, I have a tick where I, apparently the whole time I was like rhythmically tapping my Bible, <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> so I was setting my pace, you know. To, to I, what song? I, I'm not sure. Um, it's probably a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> these are days of Elijah. Yeah, these are days of Elijah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. So like, yeah, like. Did you get the feedback you expected? What was the kind of the feedback like? Do you remember? Feedback was very helpful, actually. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything harsh or anything, you know. Um, and I mean, maybe, you know, maybe where's my first time? Maybe some people might would might have went a little easy on me, probably. Um, but um, oh, we'll beat you over the edge next time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, no, it was very helpful, and uh, you know, because it, it, I I kind of have have a tendency, and not just to with the Bible, with anything I'm researching, I go down rabbit trails pretty easily sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there was a bit of feedback about that and that kind of, you know, opened my eyes to be like, okay, I got to stick to the main point a little mm-hmm. bit here, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, and, and I think someone mentioned to use a more readable translation because the one I was using had some pretty archaic words and stuff. Was it a new King James? New King James. Yeah. Yeah. Jump us by. Where did we get you to? I know, right? Head around the bay. Well, you're lucky I didn't use the King James. I mean, that would, <laughs> then it would have been. Actually, I grew up reading the uh, New King James, hey? Yeah. That's that's the Bible Dad had. And when I was too old to go down for children's church, I wouldn't pay attention to church or to sermon. I would just read Dad's Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that that's just the one I was used to the most. And that's the one I read all the way through, I think, that one. Yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, so how do you feel about preaching again in the future? I mean, you got some decent feedback. You learned about yourself. Yep. He's also going to preach in January. Uh, yeah. So um, I think it's the 15th of January, I believe. I'm scheduled to preach at Calvary. Uh, Tune in on that day. Yeah. <laughs> or not. not um, yeah, but... The most uh, watched, the most watched <laughs> service of Calvary ever. Yeah. All the baymen will be watching. There you go. Yeah. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Why is my Wi-Fi so laggy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I kind of wasn't, wasn't really expecting that quite yet, but I'm excited about it. And I've got a, a while to prepare for that as well. So given the feedback I've been given and stuff, and I, I'm still going to preach on the same topic, the same sermon. I, I'm pretty sure anyway, that's, that's the plan. And uh, I'm no, going to... brand new sermon, boy. Brand new sermon, okay. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've got enough time for it. i got a few months, so it shouldn't be too bad. But uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it a little bit. I'm, I'm nervous about it, but, you know, at the same time, I'm looking forward to see see what happens. And that'll be a whole new experience, because you'll be talking in front of a room of about, you know, let's say 120 people on average or so. Yeah, so th- yeah this is Calvary, so it's going to be... And it'll be the new church building. It'll be the new church building, yep. So side, side note for anyone yep. listening, Calvary has officially purchased its own building, um, which is a former Roman Catholic building, if you've watched our update video, uh, which is pretty amazing. We're, we should be moving in, um, you know, it's hopefully end of the month, first service sometime in November. Uh, so exciting times. We finally have a home base for Calvary, our, yep. our home church, and for Malwin Mission, which is amazing. <laughs> so we've been doing all this so long with, with no church building or of our own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that... Now back to your schedule program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we now interrupt this. Now back. Um, so you mentioned, Robert, that, you know, you have a whole lot of respect for pastors, but like, what did you think about preaching before? Did you think there was much involved? Like, did you think it was just like, 
let's get up and you know wing it and fling it yes no i'm kidding well <laughs> there yeah so there's a part of it where i guess i i thought maybe maybe a, maybe a few years ago that you you know you don't need to prepare too much for it you kind of get up and you know the spirit will fill you and you want to tell you what to say yep. yeah open your mouth you'll fill it kind of thing you know mm-hmm. what i mean but uh yeah that's i mean that might work for some people but uh, i don't think uh, i think putting the time in to really understand the text to make sure that the congregation gets something from it and understands the main point of the text is is the end goal mm-hmm. of the sermon <laughs> so would you say you have a you know, positive look on this type of training or you know and you know are you looking forward to practice preaching again or um oh i'm less nervous about it now which could be a bad thing who knows <laughs> but uh at, at first when i because when i first started here i think i sat in on somebody practice preaching i can't remember who it was now but uh yeah you did you you, you probably would have seen at least one or yeah one you've seen a few i've actually. seen a few before yeah. i done it yeah um but yeah that that was kind of a new thing for me i didn't know I didn't really know that people did that sort of thing, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's honestly, I never did it at all in the PLNL. Nothing against it, yeah. but I mean, I wish I had. Yeah. Um, because it would, it gives you so much insight into who you are, your style, um, where you can, your inflection, your tone, your mannerisms, your ticks. Like you said, tapping the Bible yep. to the beat of yep. the days of Elijah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's totally what it was for sure, but subconsciously. I want. I do wonder though if you had if you were setting your pace. That would be that would be pretty interesting to know. That's that's it. I'm a musician, right? So I mean, just you know, it's my internal clock. You know, just sing your next sermon. I'll sing it. Yeah, that's what I'll I do. think it was. We should get Curtis in at some point. I think Curtis had like music um, terminology in his first and his manuscript. His first manuscript. Yeah. Like yeah. forte and all that to know when to go strong, when to be quiet. Like I think he yeah, actually it, wrote that in. No, there. he did, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's done it since, but I think it's a brilliant idea because he's got he's got his degree in music. Um, so that would, I mean, that's really that's that's actually don't tell Curtis, but that's pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell Curtis. <laughs> Never said to his face, but that's, that's a pretty good listen. idea. He's not going to listen to this, is he? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> You'll never know you said it. Okay. All right. Um, so is, it, is there anything else you guys want to add about practice preaching your experience, or you good? Um, I mean, you're totally depraved, but... Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, just to reiterate a few things, I mean, I I found the process to be helpful, and um, I'm sure it'll prepare me for when I actually do have to preach. I'm sure I'll practice preach again before that, maybe even a few times, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a good thing, and I'm glad I got a chance to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to hear. Actually, uh, one one last question, just out of it. Um, did it help that you're practicing? Like, did you trust the people around the table? I mean, you're still fairly new to most of us. Yeah. Um, but did it help that? Did you view us as coming alongside you? Did you feel like we were just there to absolutely critique you? No, I didn't get that feeling. I didn't feel like I was being like critiqued in a like a malicious sort of way mm-hmm. or anything like that. No, I felt... So I, we tricked you. Oh, no, I'm joking. That'll, that'll be next time. <laughs> I'll joking. remember that now. I'm joking. But uh, no, I mean, you know, like I said, the the, the criticism was was constructive. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't 
deconstructive or whatever. You <laughs> no, I, I do have to say that you received criticism really well, actually, because it can be hard to receive criticism. And like you said, it's something you pour so much time and energy into, you pour yourself into. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'm not, I'm normally not great at receiving criticism. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, my own sermon was affecting me there. So. Well, you're growing. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this insight a bit into uh, Model Mission, a bit of our training, how that goes. Look forward to more from uh, Robert and Dave, and even look forward to Robert's sermon in January. I'll give another plug to that, and uh, he might not <laughs> want you to watch it. But uh, no, I mean, you can kind of see uh, what we're talking about and how this actually prepares men to go out and properly and accurately handle the Word of God um, and to feel the weight of that, of bringing it before the congregation and being responsible for that. It, it is a heavy burden, but it is also a very big blessing to be able to do that. Um, so, it, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you again next week. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.